0: Greetings. This is Dr. Christopher Harris, the Dean of the Coleman College of Business at the University of Pikeville. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast, Bear Business. On this podcast, you'll hear from faculty members, students, and community leaders, all with the same goal of growing the economy in Eastern Kentucky through both education and entrepreneurship. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Bear Business. Today, we have a local, I don't know what you are. Are you an <laughs> entrepreneur slash pastor slash local
1: boy? Would that be a... Uh, yes yeah, probably. That's a good summary.
0: <laughs> so Jared Arnett, he, uh, he actually teaches for us on a, uh, teaches some classes for us here at the coleman college of business he's he's a local guy got a really neat history here in town and really looking forward to kind of hear his thoughts on the area what he sees what he's done and a little bit about his background but before we start so you can you can pick you, you can either pick your favorite car your favorite band or your favorite dessert I'm, I'm really good with the or you can go all three if you want extra credit
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm not. I've never been one for extra credit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll probably go uh, favorite favorite dessert. Um, let's do uh, just a good old homemade dried apple pie. Eh, it's hard to beat the classics, right? It is. It is.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> So, where are you? So, originally, you're from
1: where? From Salyersville, originally, about 45 minutes from Pikeville here. Yeah, that's where you stop on the way to Lexington, right? That's it, McDonald's, Restaurant <laughs> Row. That's it. Most <laughs> people know the McDonald's in Salyersville.
0: So, you got your undergrad degree from, from where?
1: Started at UPike, Pikeville College at the time, and then graduated from Morehead State. um... An undergraduate degree in paralegal studies and a minor in government. Really? Yeah, yeah. And I had almost enough credits to have a minor in business because right at the end, I would had planned on going to law school. And um the closer I got to graduating, and I did an internship with a judge, and I was like, I don't know about this, so. I started taking some business classes and was trying to get all the pre in to do the MBA if I wasn't going to go to law school. And so I got all that in and um, and then ended up doing my MBA at Moorhead.
0: OK, so you um, what was your first job out
1: of out of college? So during college, I taught uh, taught guitar lessons, piano lessons at a guitar store here in Pikeville. And um, as I was graduating, I'd been teaching there a year or two on Saturdays. And um, and their bookkeeper had quit, and they were hiring a bookkeeper. And I, I, my wife and I had been married long. And um, and my mom and dad are both retired from state government before they were 50. And so, you know, a lot of times in these rural communities, you know, if you get a state job, you've made it in life. That's like the 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 goal for life is to get the security of a state job and um and they they kind of hoped that for me and I had an opportunity to go work for the state or go work as a bookkeeper at this struggling guitar shop and that's what I did <laughs>
0: <laughs> did they make you sit at the kids table at thanksgiving
1: it, it was uh you know they were like what have we done how have we messed <laughs> up here you know and cuz i had no benefits it was like and and part of it was, uh, you know, be the bookkeeper, but also they added like being the lesson coordinator and trying to build a lesson program. And um, and so I started there in that role and really found out like my second day on the job, they were completely broke and behind and in a, in a real mess. Um, and I started, started doing my MBA online while I was working full time at that little store and uh, worked there four years. And um, it was an incredible experience. Got to turn the store around and and we got it online and did a lot of cool things. And so it was, a, it was an incredible experience.
0: So how did you end
1: up at Soar? So I was there at the guitar store four years. And after I finished my MBA, I started working for a small business development center, um, doing some general management consulting. So just helping other people who want to, if they wanted to get an s b a loan and do a start a business, the bank would usually send them to the small business development center. We'd do cash flow projections for them a business plan just enough to help them get the, the loan so I was doing that part time while I was working at the store and um and I was loving it i loved you know we turned a, a store that was doing about four hundred thousand dollars a year we tripled it in four years which was in a small business that felt like oh, that's exciting you know it was an exciting rush um and then i wanted to help other small businesses and so i was just doing that because i wanted to help and um had a connection to the ceo of the chamber here in town his wife sang in the kentucky opry that i played in at the mountain arts center in high school And so I just emailed him out of the blue and sent him my resume and said, hey, I want to get involved in economic development. If you ever see an opportunity, I had no idea what economic development was. Like, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was asking. And um, and he didn't even respond until about six months later. And I just got a call out of the blue. And uh, he said, hey, I remember you sent me your resume and we're getting ready to hire a new position at the chamber, a vice president's position. And it was the Pike County Chamber then. And so I went in and interviewed, they were wanting to transition to the Southeast Kentucky Chamber. And uh, he said, we need help, kind of building out this new brand and going into these new counties, getting new members. And um, and so I thought, that sounds fun. So that was my first step. So I took that role as vice president, was there two years. Um, and we added probably a hundred new members in these new counties and met you know, seven new counties. And we're getting ready to launch the Southeast Kentucky Chamber, or had just launched it, rebranded it, changed everything, restructured our board, and um, and Brad, the president. So this is a funny story. I had um, interviewed for the, the utility company, Kentucky Power, to do economic development for them. So I went in and told Brad, my boss, I was like, hey, I'm the last two candidates for this position that i've interviewed for and he said what's the position i told him and he was the other guy No, no yeah so so he ended up getting that job and he recommended the board uh, hire me as the ceo of the chamber Um, and i'd only been there two years and they didn't do a search or anything you know he had given he was a great leader that put me in front of the board you know if i worked on a project i presented it in the board meeting so i had good relationships with all the board and so they hired me on a conference call when he was leaving. And so I served as CEO for two years um, and then they launched SOAR and I was volunteering through that and ended up being the founding executive director of SOAR. That's a whole nother story. I was sitting in the back of the room saying, whoever takes that job is crazy um, and then ended up being the, being the guy. So I went from basically selling guitars to you know, working for the governor in a four-year span, it was a whirlwind and a crazy experience.
0: Uh, so, so now you got your fingers in a few businesses here in town, right?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. So I was a sore four year, six years, and during that, uh, ended up being the pastor of a church plant here in Pikeville. Just really started as a Bible study and began to grow into a church, and then we started doing some outreach ministries and. um and also 10 years ago, one of the guys I worked with at that first guitar store, when I first started working at the chamber, he left the store about six months after I did. And he was the main sales guy building the customer relationships. And um, and really, I learned as much from him as I have in all my education, just how to deal with people and relate to people, just really good at it. He called me when I was at the chamber, and he he had left, and he was selling ads at the newspaper, and he said, I'm making more trading guitars out of my trunk than I am, you know, my full-time job. He said, let's put a store in. And um, I thought, man, that's crazy. We just built this other one to, you know, really the largest in Eastern Kentucky at the time. And he said, I think we can do it. And so, you know, we had to start with just youth stuff. We couldn't get any new brands and just like the smallest little spot in the corner of our buddy's recording studio. And he started going down on Saturdays. He would put it on Facebook that he was trading. My investment was a keyboard.
0: <laughs> that's pretty. And, awesome. uh,
1: and a lot of sweat equity of, you know, um, helping just all the bookkeeping and payroll and stuff to get it started and working Saturdays doing that. And within three months, he quit his full time job and started it full time. And uh, that's Mountain Music Exchange that now we got eight employees and shipping stuff all over the country. And um, pretty crazy, pretty crazy ride, but it was uh, started just like that. So I had that going on in the background the whole time. And then we have Faith Life Ministries. It's a partner, kind of our outreach arm from the church, which is a separate nonprofit that operates a coffee shop here in town and a boxing gym and now some property that we're working to redevelop and put community centers. I don't know. We're just into a little bit of everything.
0: It would be Um, that Mountain Music Exchange. It is really neat. When you go, you know, because it's not – when you look at the front of it, you don't realize yeah. what's in there. Right.
1: Right. Right. You
0: walk in there, and it's a top notch music store right there. Is it in Coal Run or Pikeville? Is it?
1: Yeah, it's actually in Coal Run. We're is just it? on the. Yeah. Yeah. And, he,
0: and and then I was talking to Kevin.
1: Yep. Um, Kevin was the guy I've known since high school. So for. Well,
0: I met him at the Y, believe it or yeah, not. Right. Okay. And and so we just, and then we've got a mutual friend here at the university. Yeah. Um, so I went down there one time to give him a t-shirt, I think. And it just really cool. It'd be neat to take our students down. It's just amazing how much business that you guys do
1: out of that little store in Run. It Well, we, when we were, uh, You know, we, the other store, we've got it on to eBay the first time we started selling things on eBay and trading. And uh, that was really our vision when we started. This one was to say, you know, we could have, we thought of different times, we could have different brick and mortar stores. We thought of other towns. We could go put another mountain music exchange in, or do we just try to build an amazing team here and have the same overhead and try to do the environment that we create? in the store, in the virtual space? How do you do that? You know, how do you how do you make every customer feel important and do deals and build relationships? And so, you know, we've tried a lot of things that didn't work and uh, some things that do work. So we're probably over 50% online, our business 50%, is, over 50% is from online now, um, which is a whole nother world. And uh, But it's, it's fun to be right here in Pikeville, you know, Sometimes when I used to travel at SOAR, or wherever, if I was going to Boston or wherever, I would look like over the last year, how many guitars have we shipped to Boston? I thought, man, that's crazy. Our little store, you know, there's somebody walking around here right now playing a guitar that came through Pikeville.
0: One of the things that I, I wish, and I talked talk to our students, and I'm sure you do too, when you said that you tried a lot of things that didn't work, that's really the right way to go about it. it
1: yeah, yeah. You know,
0: being afraid to fail you don't learn anything
1: no no and, and i always say failure is not fatal success is not final you know that old i say and like entrepreneurship is just every day a new opportunity to solve a problem and if yesterday was awesome today could not be <laughs> you, <laughs> you know so you can't just rest on it and uh, put it in cruise control um but if it didn't work yesterday it doesn't mean it, it can't today and so, yeah, a lot of it is a mindset, and I think that's why I love getting to teach the class you asked me to teach. That's really probably my most passionate space. You know, I, I can't get real excited. You know, I do spreadsheets, finances, marketing, all those things. I, I'm, a, I can dabble in it, but just the mindset that it takes to to get something off the ground is uh is the part that I get excited about. I've always really been a starter not a guy who's usually you're going to be managing something that is the way it is and you want it to be that same way for 10 years I'm probably not the guy to be involved in that. Well, history's kind of shown us that that
0: if you can understand when it's time for you to move over it's better. You know, you look yes. at Apple with Steve Jobs and yeah. end up coming back, but
1: right, right.
0: That visionaries, that doesn't necessarily make them the best guys to run an effective
1: business. No. And it was that way. It soar, you know, I was there six years and I was the first employee and it was, you know, I wasn't the founder, um, but I was the first paid employee and it was a brand new nonprofit and there was no systems or structure or, you know, there was no insurance program for employees. There was no policies, you know, it was a and at the same time, had this crazy political pressure to s- solve all the problems of Appalachia in six months. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so it was like it was a crazy ride. Um, and so I was there six years and felt like we got, we developed a program, just an incredible team, and in the support of the, you know, the governor's office, congressman's office, and the board. Like, it just got to a place where, like, I feel like this is sustainable, it had budget, it had reserves, it had, you know, we were 13 employees, had a solid team, and um, and I was like, I don't, I'm just, I also love being kind of in the weeds, and so once you get to that level, it's all about, it's a different role, and uh, it just felt like it was time for a transition for me, and, um, and so, I essentially walked across the street to the church, back to first employee sitting in a room working from a hotspot, figuring out <laughs> what to do. Next. And so that was three years ago, and so now we're back. We got a team of three now here at the church in Faith Life, and you know I can feel kind of momentum building. So we get, you know, here we the, the number that
0: we throw around. We got about eighty percent student athletes, and. So then we also have a lot of local students, too. And I'm starting to get questions that like, how do I start something up? And mm-hmm. I don't know how we go about that, but how do we kind of filter in our students in the community to let let them get something started. Cause I look at it like, if you're going to start something, do it now where you got no responsibilities.
1: Right. Oh my gosh. I've said that so many times this semester. I'm like, now is the time. Like I tell them stories. I got a four year old that threw up in my bed last night. (laughs) I'm not in the season of life to be doing some life changing launch new thing. Yeah. Um, But you are, you're in a place where, um, where you could, I mean, and, and it's simple to start, and um, and they're getting all the tools and learning the things that they can test and try, ideas. And it's the perfect time to fail, you know, um, and and learn through that experience. And, uh, and it's also possible that they could succeed <laughs> yeah. and do something incredible because they got a lot of ideas. And to be honest, one of the most exciting things for me because of all the experiences and the things I've learned around entrepreneurship in rural communities is one, the density of a network, you know, the more people that know each other and are connected, the more innovation happens. And then the more diversity in that network and the people that know each other. And I'm looking at my class and, you know, we got kids from, from Brazil, from England, from the Congo, you know, uh, from, um, Uh, I mean, just all over the the map. And there's this diversity of experiences. And then I got kids from Phelps and Elkhorn City and Pikeville and Prestonsburg. It's like, man, this right here is really what it takes to create something incredible. And then I start dreaming is like, where's the pathway? How do we build a pathway for them to launch something in Pikeville and really be excited about thinking and stay in here? um and so that's that's some of the things i've been i've been thinking about and and dreaming about of that exactly what you said where's the pathway if they really want to start something and launch it that we get some mentors connected because i mean we got so many good partners of the college that are in business that would love to are excited to pour into them and then investment all those pieces of the puzzle are all, all there it's like you're doing an incredible job starting to bring all that together, and it's exciting. It
0: is. It's like it's it's almost, it's not a safety net, but we could provide a lot of scaffolding for them. Yes, you know, right? I mean, we yeah. can't keep them from failing, but we sure can provide a whole lot of guidance and help. And yeah, that's one of the things here at the coleman college of business we're starting to try to move towards experiential learning so getting yes marketing classes doing real marketing stuff and and accounting classes you know we've got the the t-shirt company that so they can get a little taste of of what yep. that looks like but i I'm, I'm in total agreement with you if we can figure out a way some kind of platform or something to get them because the community i think is really receptive to young yes. students who want to do something.
1: Yeah, we took, so I took the class to BitSource, a local tech company here in town for a class, and they toured them around and explained the products they're working on and projects. And so many of the students were like, man, I didn't know this was here in Pikeville. It just sparks a little bit of inspiration, you know, get them dreaming and seeing what's possible. Um, and then all the equipping that the universities do. And those two combined, I think, are really important. Some inspiration um and then you know really giving them the the skill sets to do it um and so it's exciting i we need it in this region right um absolutely
0: people starting new because i i tell people hey, look if we knew how to fix it we'd have fixed it a long time ago
1: yeah yeah
0: and so it's it's gonna have to be some young young person that has an idea that
1: that launches
0: yes. it and and that's what we need and you know, we need to put out a bunch of them because not all of them are gonna hit.
1: No, no, it's really just starting to do it, starting to do it, starting building and believing everyone could be it. And when it doesn't, we just learn why and celebrate it, celebrate that people tried. Mm-hmm. We tried to do that at SOAR. We would always like we really just cast the fear out of failing. Like we've championed people that were trying new things. Cause we had the saying and, uh, and it was it was our Our like our theme of our summit one year that said it's impossible Um, in order to accomplish outcomes that have never been achieved. You have to do things that have never been done. And so just that reflection to say, hey, people have been trying to solve Appalachia for 60 years. What we're going to do over the next decade is not what we did the last 60 years. Uh, We don't know what it's going to be, but it can't be that. And um, and so just encouraging people to dream and try new things, and um, and you're like if we the future of this region, the possible to turn it uh, for me hinges on one leveraging technology, connectivity, and that space to do business, and then local homegrown innovative businesses that are doing it in that space, not necessarily small businesses, but what I think of as an innovation driven. Business, something that is thinking about a global market that we solve that problem from right here in Pikeville and then, uh, and then help them scale it and build it. Um, so we got, it's like a campfire when all the wood, like the woods are laying the piece of the firewoods laying around the fire. And then you heap it all together. And it like, Oh, like, I feel like we're starting to pick the pieces of wood up right now and stack it up.
0: It is it's interesting that you say that because the IT program here at the Coleman College of Business, it's about three years old now. Yeah. And that's a big, uh, that's that's a, I don't know
1: how big a piece, but that's a piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. Even if someone, even if someone like us in the guitar industry, the like we now talk about databases and structure and is this talking to one another? And, you know, it's all, like our ability to scale hinges on IT. <laughs> yeah. And, um,
0: and that's something that we could do remotely here as well. That was one of the things when I, I first got hired, a lot of people talked to me about how to create remote work. It's a lot yes. of people say that it is done, right? Right, right. But you guys at the 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 guitar store are really a good example of what can be done because yeah. you're here, but you're not here. Right. You're right. you're you're very I don't know if you're global, but you're definitely a United States store. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We're we're really in the fifty fifty states right now. And but that's always the, you know, that's the conversation for us. Like, what's it take to get to Canada? Yeah. You know, that's a total that's a game changer, but there's all kinds of systems that you have to figure out that, you know, once you're in another country, it changes things. Um but absolutely, it's possible. You know, we start, when we stopped asking the question, you know, how many guitars can we sell in Pikeville Too? how do we compete with Sweetwater? <laughs> no. You know, it's a different. You sit down and you have a different strategy that morning, you know. And uh, and we may never be, we did have once, you know, you can look up on on Google, you can pay to be the top um like you pay if somebody searches Mountain Music Exchange, you can pay so much per click to make sure your name is up there at the top. Well, businesses will pay for other people's names. So if you search, you know, Mount, and so we found out that Chicago Music Exchange, which is a pretty big store globally, they actually started Reverb, which is the online site, like kind of like an eBay, had paid for our name. Really? <laughs> and we were like, man, I don't care if we ever make money. That feels pretty cool that they <laughs> know who we are. <laughs> that is really cool. Uh, so that was kind of neat. But yeah, that's a different mindset that, you know, we could, you can have that here, but you couldn't do it without the internet. Like we can't do it. It just changes the entire, it makes what we've tried to do in Appalachia for 60 years, it makes it possible in my mind to actually create the jobs we need and the opportunities we need to, to help move the region forward.
0: You know what you and I, once we get off here sometime, we ought to sit down and talk about some type of entrepreneurship organization here, at the Coleman college of business that we can, we can connect with the community. So they know we're here. And
1: yes. We do yeah. have some right.
0: students that are, they're kind of gung ho ready to go.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But you let's know. talk. Let's talk offline. We can. We can make that happen.
1: Let's do it. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Well, I appreciate. It. This has been great. It's, it's been fun. I mean, love it. Funny. you come here to teach, and I go to church there. But <laughs> we don't ever get to sit down and talk. So I
1: know that's true. That is true.
0: Oh, it's great, man. Well, you know, I thank you very much for what you do in the community. I thank you very, very much for teaching a class for you for us. It's it's great to have you here, and hopefully, we can do that for a long time, and and maybe we can build something pretty cool here and connect with the community as well.
1: Yeah, it's exciting. It was exciting to be a part of. I appreciate you allowing me the opportunity to teach and uh, appreciate your leadership and what you're doing.
0: Well, I appreciate that, at the
1: man. College of Business. Well, hey, you have a good
0: rest of the week.
1: I'll do it. You too. See you. See you. Thank you for listening to Bear Business
0: the podcast for the Coleman College of Business at the University of Pike. We would love to get in contact with you. Please feel free to contact me personally, Chris Harris at upike.edu. That's Chris Harris at upike.edu. We'd love to talk to you about being a student or a community partner. Let's grow together.